y'all heard? One, two, three, hey, hey everybody. everybody. This is y'all, y'all heard. A podcast for me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related. And this is a show that comes to you like the whipping cold outside and hardens your intellectual nipples. Ew. And <laughs> tickles <laughs> tickles your humorous fancy. <laughs> In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Like, if you saw the latest White Lotus episode, you will see a guy trying to get a girl's attention by jumping into the water and going, oh my god, it's cold, I have sensitive nipples. To which I thought, does that entice anyone? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, how are you? Uh... Okay. Yeah? I'm okay. I'm really starting to... Like, who's the doctor that you go to when you can't, like, functionally communicate with other people at work anymore? A psychologist? No, no. I mean, like, you can't find words to explain things. A neurologist? (laughs) You said a doctor, right? I'm not just being mean and giving you names. Okay, I was like, did you... Uh, he did ask for this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, no, I'm like... You, wait, you never got COVID, did you? I did. I I think I did. Oh, then whatever. You just give up and lean into it, because I got COVID, <laughs> and I can't say words anymore. So if you have COVID, you get a pass for not being able to talk right. Yeah, I was uh, presenting in front of people today, and I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> oh, it's you. <laughs> Hi. But, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I have, um, set myself up to be very, very, very busy right now. And All right. I don't like it. I'm sorry. This is your own doing? <laughs> yes, but not intentional, if that makes sense. Okay. Is it because your coworker doesn't do anything and they're <laughs> No, I have papers that came in that I got a grade. Okay. Marissa, your favorite drama assignments. Ooh, if you want me to grade your papers, let me know. Um, and then I just got a bunch of stuff at work. I made a list today, and I work for seven different departments right now. Well. And I only get paid by one, so. <laughs> I just got an email a little bit before we started that was from an interview I went on, and them asking for more samples. And I just, like had a crisis and then I stopped and I'm like, why did I just have a crap? Like I get crises just when things are needed of me, even when logically nothing should be upsetting me, but it did. Yeah. I'm on edge at all times. So I get it. I'm way less busy than you, <laughs> but I feel like I'm not. Yeah. So that that's about it. And then also with Thanksgiving coming up, you know, looking forward to getting out of Dodge looking forward oh, man i told i think i said in the past maybe i didn't i was gonna eat a chicken yeah. now we have to eat a turkey and i'm not excited about thanksgiving anymore i was a little excited i hate turkey it's such a waste of my caloric intake i'm telling you just gotta season it yeah i know no uh, eh. maybe we'll see a chef is making our turkey so maybe i'll be impressed okay anyway. all right yeah yeah. I don't mean we're hiring a chef to make our yes, turkey. She, yes, she does. I mean, my partner's father is making the turkey because nobody trusts us with meat. We're hosting Christmas. They're also making the meat. No one trusts <laughs> us to make meat. Uh, yeah, and his father's making it. So. 
I want his father to chef. Okay, that's say that part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Um, his father is coming with a chef. <laughs> that would be oh yeah, that would be cool. Uh, so what about you, Marissa? How's how's life in the Harrysburg? Uh, I have two things to say, guys. One is that I designed my own engagement ring and it didn't come out like I planned. <laughs> and Pete said it looked like something Miss Piggy would wear. And I laughed and I enjoyed that. And I liked Miss Piggy and it made me like it more. And I told my mom and she got really mad. At me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she said, oh, you don't like it because Pete said that. And I was like, no, I like it more. I wouldn't have said it. If yeah. you didn't imply that you didn't like it. No, I know, exactly. <laughs> um, also, I was thinking today, like, oh, he's going to ask me, how I, how am I? And I usually have an answer. And the only thing, my life is so lame right now, that the only thing I can think of is that lately I realized you could merge. Okay, I don't know the name of the song. Do you know that song that goes, oh, I. I want to be with you every day. You know that one? Oh, I know it. Yeah. I don't even know what the lyrics are. Um, I realized you could merge the chorus of that perfectly with the chorus of Werewolf of London. (laughs) (laughs) And I keep doing it, and it's making Aaron really angry. (laughs) I just keep going, hey, oh, ah, Werewolf of London. (laughs) I want to be with you everywhere. And he gets really mad. And I was thinking, man, there are like really specific things that when you're in, you're cohabitating, that one person is like dedicated to doing all the time and that the other person just wants to kill them. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's mine. That's mine. I really like doing that. Cause I'm like, wow. Because once he started singing the song, I thought he was singing Werewolf of London. But then he was actually singing the other one. And I was like, that's uncanny. And then I was like, I need a life. I want to know, is this Fleetwood Mac? Yeah, it is. Is it? That's I know, right? That's too cool for Fleetwood Mac. I did not think it was Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, so you can merge that. What is it called? Everywhere. Guys, yeah. Start singing the chorus of Fleetwood Mac's Everywhere. And boy, if you don't have the urge to say Werewolf of London in the middle, I'd be shocked. <laughs> oh, there we are. Oh, wait, no, I missed it. Yep, that's basically all I could do. <laughs> now, you should see if you could take the howl from Werewolves of London and put it into this song. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm going to flip it. I don't know how the howl is up the top of my head, but I'm going to figure that out, and I'm going to surprise my partner today, and uh, they're not going to be happy. That's all. Very good, very good. Well, before we get into the show, we have to hear from a few people. we got to catch up with a phone call from Alex from last week that we couldn't get to play right. we got a new call from a stranger. Which is very Ooh. exciting for us. And this is That's our first stranger call, right? This isn't me setting up Marissa to be really excited and then playing the guy who keeps calling me about buying a car. Yeah, thank you for not but doing that for me. <laughs> we also have some more Dolly images from Michael Venos. Ooh. Now his message says 
I think I tried most of the combinations and spellings that you mentioned the last time you discussed the Dolly images. There is one in particular that's disturbing. I'll see if you can guess which one I think it is. <laughs> so these are things that we said on the air that we wanted him to do? Yeah. So do we? when you show these to me, are you going to tell me what the... I'm sorry, am I going to know the prompt and look at it, or am I going to guess the prompt? I don't... What, They're oh. up in the corner right here, if you okay, can see so that. Okay, so that is holy matrimony. See? Oh. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. This, it... Oh, oh. There's a lot. <laughs> guys, so this is like a, a businessman. His head is cropped out. And... A bride with a, what is, it, is that a burka? What is that called? It's hard to tell. A, 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 a head covering. I, I won't. I, sorry if I said it wrong. And both of their hands are like almost creating a heart in front of them and not quite. And they have donuts on the tips of their fingers. Um, but it looks like the lady's wearing fuzzy bear ears. I like this. This is very close to and the And then there's a, there's a dish I, I floating like. in front of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm just ignoring that. That's irrelevant. <laughs> I mean, it's still not donuts being getting married, but it's people getting married with donuts in tow. I want to know what's behind those. And I'm not going to even mention that their hands are merged. They are. Because, yeah. look, this is one, two, three, four fingers. And this is a thumb. So what is back here? <laughs> uh, another world. Okay, so this one I like. There are donuts. All right. Okay. This is, wow. Okay, guys. So this is uh, a groom and a bride again. All of, this is the second picture. The bride is wearing a head scarf again, and the groom's head is cropped out again. <laughs> They're holding donuts that seem like they have blood on them, but I like it. These are like definite donuts. Look at that fingernail. Ew, Adam, don't zoom, <laughs> in. zoom out. Ooh, oh, no. no. Okay, this is another bride. Her head is cropped out. There's no groom. She has a headscarf again, and she's holding two demon. Don't! I was gonna say, don't zoom in. She's holding two donuts that then look like a child-made polymer clay doll heads, and plop them on top of the donuts. I'm not gonna talk about her fingernails. <laughs> it's like little donut holes on top of, like if you took a donut that was flat and you stood it up, and then you put a donut hole on top. Like you were making a donut snowman. Yeah, exactly. But ugly ones. Okay, these look like someone is giving the bride and groom their ceremonial uh, bagel donuts. <laughs> yeah, their ceremonial wedding bagel donuts. There's a a pink donut with a heart and a in like a dark colored donut. And you would imagine one is for the bride, one is for the groom. Okay, you know what? I'll take this with holy matrimony. Because the focus is on the donut-like mm -hmm, things. Mm -hmm. I want it to be donuts getting married. We're still at holy matrimony with donuts wedding portrait as our description. Okay. okay. Yeah, more hands holding donuts. Yeah, whatever. Faces! Okay. Guys, why is it always with a headscarf? I'm fascinated. <laughs> Again, it, this is like a... Maybe like um. Uh, like a Thailand or a, uh, people getting married there. The bride has a headscarf. They're both holding donuts. <sighs> I don't like his donuts chin wedding hair. portrait. I can't believe that Dolly doesn't imagine donuts could have a wedding. <laughs> okay, this is stupid. I don't like this one. Just pass it. I'm not even <laughs> going to describe it. Ew. Okay. This is this is with the prompt unholy matrimony. Oh, love it. Okay. That's okay, guys. Yeah, so I asked that unholy matrimony be used. 
I didn't know what was going to be. I thought I was hoping to maybe some Satanism uh, or some donuts without holes. These are just two rings. And then in the end, in the, sorry, in the, background, in the background, there's a there is, giant ring with a dildo hanging yeah. out of the top. Okay, thank you for saying exactly the way I would have said it. <laughs> oh, this is also unholy matrimony. So far, I'm assuming this is the one that disturbed him. Can you please make sure that this is in the show notes? This is like a man and a woman. The woman looks very... She looks almost evil. At, at most evil, at... I'm sorry. At best, masculine. At worst, evil. <laughs> um, the groom looks like he's from a mobster movie. And there's just like rubber... <laughs> <laughs> rubber... Donuts floating in the air, one near the guy's mouth. I don't, guys, I don't know, but it's really disturbing. Yeah, bride and groom. What is this? Guys, please. Oh, gross. I really, like, I really like Dolly. the idea of haunted images. I hate Dolly. Why is every... Ugh. It looks like they took this chest from, like, a younger person. And, and then, then these arms. These arms are... <laughs> Sorry, yeah. okay. <laughs> oh god guys okay oh okay there's a bride and a groom this is my favorite the bride looks like someone took a teenage boy's face but then just like photoshopped a lady's updo on it and then the groom looks she like a, a veil. man and he is holding a severed hand with a <laughs> ring on it you know what I'll take that for unholy matrimony. <laughs> that seems kind of evil. Hey, we're not at the end yet. We have a lot to go. Oh, man. Should we save half of this for another episode? Let someone, like, zone out because we do a thousand in one episode. That's true. We are going to split this episode. So how about we do, what, like ten more later? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do the other ten later. All right. Then let's hear from Alex. Hi, this is Alex. I want to call to follow up on a few points from previous things that we've talked about. One is that uh, for the Halloween episode, described a situation with a creepy doll. And my uh, spouse recently received a message from our friend uh, who had taken on the creepy doll. And she said, I've been meaning to let you know, and Alex know, that Melissa is no more. She had an unrepairable accident a week or two ago. We disposed of her pieces in different trashes just to be safe. But the toddler is very thorough, so it was just an extra precaution. Nice. I like that. That's the way you're supposed to do that. Yeah. Probably burn them and put holy water, but, you know, whatever you have at your disposal. Yeah, if you have kids around, it's probably a good idea maybe to at least just put them in different. Yeah. Another update is that there was a recent episode on glitter, and there were questions about why. what is the number one customer of glitter, and it's like this big secret. Um, the podcast Endless Thread had done a story on this, and they did some investigation and worked out that it's boat paint. Boat paint is the number one application for That's glitter. And boring. the reason why this is a secret, <laughs> it's not like a big military secret, it's just this is a... The way that that's been protected uh, is a normal level of trade secrets in the industry. Ew! Guys, don't even listen to our Glitter episode now. I, Alex, I, I don't mean you ruined it. I mean, it's so uninteresting. Thank you for breaking that secret. But How I'm just like, okay, lady who answers the phone, 
Yeah, what a fucking creep. Why do you think the boat industry is going to be like, oh my god, you told them glitter's in it? (laughs) Yeah, what the fuck? Like so, yeah. everyone would just be like, "Oh yeah, okay, thank you, Alex. That's that's some good, uh, some good investigative journalism." Worst case, you finding that podcast. <laughs> Worst case, somebody goes home and goes, "Shit, I could put my own glitter in my boat paint." <laughs> yeah. The third one, I, I'm going to just kind of speculate on on the most recent episode. There was a question of why are animals consumed for Thanksgiving castrated, and um, that happens a fair amount in agriculture of animals. And I think part of it, especially in the case of castrating bulls to make steer, is to simply make the animals more docile and easier to handle. But I think oh, okay. that also by castrating them, it makes them more likely to fatten up or be nice to eat. I'm a vegetarian. I just don't have a dog in this fight. The castrate, I mean, except to be sad for the animals being castrated. All right. Have a great day. Bye. I was going to say... I would I would have thought it was funny if Alex said it makes them more docile and it gives them a richer flavor and then he really did say something like that and I find that funny. And two, why do you know this? Why do Alex? Why do you know all these things? So can I? Could I have Googled it? Yes, but it just seemed like something I shouldn't know. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. And your your insight is and your your information is appreciated as always. It's been a little while. So, Marissa, do you recall what types of animals you were talking about? Uh, hens and, well, uh, male chickens. Are, are all male chickens? Yeah, you chickens? said they sterilized. The, the women and the men. Yeah. How aggressive yeah. are chickens? Yeah, come on, bro. I'm sorry, who am I calling bro? Also, I like that Alex said I needed to bring up some points about what we were discussing. I like Alex. But you frame that as if it's a, you know, two-way conversation as we want it to be. It is. Yeah. I like that. Okay. <laughs> I'm already laughing at Pete's intro to that voicemail. It's so funny. But, um, hey, I'm, an, I'm a Gen, uh, Gen Zer that slipped through the cracks. Uh, I started listening to you guys about maybe a month and a half ago. You guys are so funny. Uh, I think it was the Loab or Lobe episode that I first tapped into, and um, I haven't stopped listening since. I love the show. My name's Spencer. Um, I hope to be calling back. First of all, okay, guys, I'm, full disclosure, I heard this, this, I heard this phone call before, and I, I assume, Pete, you're finally mentioning that we, we edited it, because he, he gave us some, What some are you talking list. about? I edited it really well. Nobody could tell. No, nobody could tell, but I just, <laughs> I just want to say, he, he, I, I, Spencer, thank you for that whole call. It was awesome. Second of all, I can't believe Gen Z listens to us, and I can't believe anyone listened to the Loeb episode. <laughs> the Loeb episode lives on. That's why we're talking about Dolly images. And actually, I'm sorry. I need to backtrack. I can believe a Gen Z listens because I just learned they could be up to 25. <laughs> I just can't ever imagine like a teenager listening to us, which in my mind, when I hear Gen Z, I always think of teenage up to like 20. So my apologies. Um, yeah, I thought it was a prank call at first because they were laughing so much. And I'm like, we're not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> And based so, on the area code, it sounds like Spencer might be in Ohio or from Ohio. I gotta say. Which is very far outside of our geographical reach that we understand, which is, I guess, Harrisburg and Wilkes-Barre, <laughs> Pennsylvania. 
And uh, that same day, someone I didn't know bought some of my uh, my Etsy wares. And I was just like, wow, I'm living the life when it comes to strangers. And where were they, in Idaho? Yeah, Idaho. But it was a, it was a woman named Caitlin. One time I was watching like a Dateline episode and a wife had been murdered in Idaho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is back when I was dating and, and Liz lived with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were watching that episode and I was just like... Man, Idaho looks beautiful. <laughs> I don't know anything about Just Idaho. from all the setting, like the setting shots and everything setting <laughs> it up. <laughs> I literally know nothing. Um, oh, I will also say, uh, I mean, we now know at least one stranger listens. I assume more. Uh, guys, anyone who listens, come at us with uh, story requests ideas you'd like to see. I know, Mike Dominic, you have before. Um, because for the past two weeks, I've had to tell Pete what to do a story on, and he's had to tell me what to do a story on. So yeah. we're, uh, Which is we're why Marissa's of- screwed this episode. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, please give us your ideas, and thank you for listening. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's oh, one of those I- things with, uh, with podcasts where... Or actually with any media that you put out into the world. You don't really know if somebody's listening unless they say so. So we're happy to have you, Spencer. Uh, yes. We'll add you to our roster of Michaels. <laughs> yeah, you could be an honorary Michael. Um, oh, I'm sorry. If you don't get that reference because you just started listening, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, there was a significant po- amount of time where um, all of our listeners were named Michael. All of our yeah. listeners that we knew of <laughs> were named and Michael. Mean, like, Two people, but like... I think we had five. Yeah. Pete, I wanted you to keep it vague so it seemed like even more dramatic. So that he has to go back in time and listen to every single episode to find out. Oh. Also, Spencer and any stranger who started this year, please do not listen to the Donkey Kong episode. (laughs) (laughs) Can you just take that out of the feed, Pete? Nope. Nope. I hate you. Ugh. You have an icebreaker I didn't bother to ask you? Marissa, I told you about this icebreaker earlier in the week oh, so that you would you have did. time to think and come and up with an answer. And I thought about it last night, and then I forgot again. So you have to go first. So, Marissa. Uh-huh. You have to make a new cereal. Uh-huh. And if you want, a spokesperson for that cereal. Okay. What is it? Go. Oh, no, you first. <laughs> The reason I had this uh, epiphany of a icebreaker um, that we may well have done before, I'm not sure. Um, avid listeners, you can let us know if we have. I was eating ginger snaps and mm-hmm. dunking them in milk, and I was like, this is so good. <laughs> in my mind, that is a not milk cookie, but continue. Right, because they snap, but if you dip them, then they're not as snappy. No, you assumed it was because of the snap factor. It was because of the flavor profile, but continue. Anyway, that's my cereal, and it doesn't exist, so perhaps you're correct, Marissa. Oh, okay. So okay, so you're having a ginger snap cereal? Yeah. But what's the mascot? Jessica Rabbit. What the fuck? <laughs> what's happening? Is that it? She was you the first to... ginger I could think of. No, I like that. That's nice. I like that. Um, so sexy, sexy ginger snap cereal. This is actually not 
piggybacking off of Pete, I thought about this at least, I thought about this right before he started talking. Last night I did think, oh, I want a raven. And right now I'm like, they'll just be like, it doesn't matter what it's called, but they'll just be like the size of Cocoa Puffs, but just like straight up black. Like they turn your milk black. They turn your shit black. Yeah, they turn everything black because there's so much food coloring. But uh, I'd say they taste like Chocolate. Can't just taste like chocolate. They're gonna taste like <laughs> like chocolate spice, like like chocolate okay. and clove cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> and so like chocolate and a little bit of like licorice, uh, cinnamon, nutmeg. And uh, the reason why I said I wasn't picking off of Pete is because I decided before he started that I wanted it to be a voluptuous raven in a tight dress. <laughs> A sexy raven. Um, yeah, okay. Okay, if he doesn't like I that. I think you should incorporate the raven into a rebrand called Unlucky Charms. Okay, and a raven unlucky though? Wouldn't that be a black cat? Yeah, but you can make, un- you know what, are stars lucky? I guess okay. you can wish upon a star, yeah. but like, okay, I don't think... Unlucky Charms. I don't and think all... <laughs> And um, the marshmallows are broken mirrors, ladders, black cats, um, broken horseshoes. <laughs> is, is that yeah, just break all of the regular lucky charms. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, oh, and a Ouija board. I'm just thinking of all unlucky things that could welcome bad luck into your life. And a pentagram. <laughs> well, okay. I don't know what pentagram. Yeah, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I conflated lack. I I conflated unluckiness with evil, <laughs> which isn't exactly correct. But okay. Um, and speaking of evil, no, that's a joke. I'm doing a topic. Pete asked with me. Pete, did you ask this because you had an interest, or had I talked to you about this before? You had not talked to me about it before. Interesting. Um. Somehow it came up at work, and like they were like, "Oh yeah, man, that's really taken off." And um, then I saw June Diane Raphael and Paul Shear were participating <laughs> in a thing. Yeah, and I was just like, "This is out of control." Okay, so the reason why I was like, "Is he just saying something I've been confused about?" But okay, so I'm a big fan of the Deep Dive podcast, which is a which is co-hosted with June Diane Raphael and. Shit. Oh, Jessica St. Clair. And their podcast usually talks about, like, decor and beauty and women's issues. But all of a sudden, they started fixating on pickleball, like, at the beginning of every episode. And I don't mean, like, they just talk about, like, ooh, I like pickleball. I mean, like, June Diane Rafael said she converted her driveway into a pickleball court, and she was having weekly pickleball matches with, like, couples they knew and their children. And she would talk about the fierce competition and how, like, her partner better not fuck around on the pickleball court. And uh, basically, like, I guess adults and children could play pickleball and things like that. Um, and I, I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. But I don't want to Google it because I didn't care enough. <laughs> so then a few months later, uh, I was going to the community center near, near us to play tennis. And there were all these, like, miniature nets peppered throughout the court that, like, were in the way of our regular net that we had to, like, push out like they they had wheels on the bottom and i was like okay i didn't know what the hell that was and then um 
the following week, I'm playing basketball next to the tennis court, and I see this, like, huge caravan of, like, moms, dads, sons, daughters, like, cousins, like, all these people come out of a minivan and pour into the tennis courts and rearranging all those tiny nets that I was like, what the fuck is that? Um, and then they started playing something with tiny paddles and this weird ball. And Aaron said, oh, yeah, that's pickleball. Duh. And so... <laughs> Uh, it was interesting because I was like, they were doing doubles matches consisting of like, like there were children age nine and there were also like people in their sixties, mm-hmm. um, like up to their sixties. So it was like the age range was all over the place. But also that said, the nine year old was continuously crying because she wasn't beating <laughs> the older people. I was just like, this is weird. And how uh, did, how did the game strike your ears? I don't know. They just. All seemed too serious. Oh, that's all I could focus on. It was like, calm down. Nobody cares. Why? How does it shake your ears? Well, being that we are a podcast, I would like to share a video. Okay. The video is called, And This, Folks, is Why Pickleball is the Greatest Sport in the World. Okay. Okay. Now, listeners, I just want you to focus on listening. I just killed myself. Honestly, I find that a very pleasant sound. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And nobody's grunting like in tennis. If I you like give it, it some time, I think maybe somebody does. Ugh. the intensity of everyone I've ever seen play pickleball annoys me. Yeah. So, let's get into what the fuck pickleball is. Because I didn't know until literally the other day. Actually, if you could pause the podcast right now, listener, and call us at 570-POD-WAD-1. That's 570-763-9231. And tell us what you think pickleball is based on what you heard. That would be fun. And now you can continue listening. Okay. So I will first say that pickleball was invented in Seattle in 1965 by three fathers, uh, one of whom had a dog named Pickles. So it's not clear whether the name, the sport was named after the dog or the dog's named after the sport. Um, but these fathers were looking for but a way to... But what's absolutely clear is that there are pickles involved, right, Marissa? Yes. Oh, no doubt. No. <laughs> I'll get there. Uh, basically, the fathers made this sport as a way to entertain their children. Uh, and they kind of apparently just, like, used what they had on hand, which was uh, ping pong paddles and a whiffle ball. Uh, but um, it is said that this sport is kind of a combination of tennis, badminton, and ping pong. Uh, it can be played apparently inside or outside, in singles and doubles, and the only piece of equipment required, aside from the net, which is tinier than a tennis net, uh, are paddles and a plastic wiffle ball. And matches are played to 11 points, sometimes more, but most matches are played to 11 points, and usually can range between like 15 to 25 minutes. Uh, according to a report released by the Sports and Fitness Industry Association, the popularity of pickleball swelled by 21.3% from 2019 to 2020. Today, with approximately 
two million players nationwide. What? Pickleball is the fastest growing sport in America. About 17% of players are 65 and older, while a third are under 25, according to that same association, according to their 2022 Pickleball Pickleball report. We're bringing the boomers and the zoomers together. Yeah. On the pickleball court. Exactly. Uh, According to the Pickleball Report, which surveyed 18,000 Americans on their participation in 100 sports and activities. Uh, It's funny because I'm going to go into a section like, why is it popular? But instead, I just wrote, why? Which I think is more fitting. Like, why? Yeah. why. Anyway. Because, like, usually when you see... Like, people out there doing something new. You know, like, the only thing I can think of would be that was maybe within my lifetime would be, like, skateboarding. And you're like, wow, people are skateboarding, doing tricks and stuff. That looks cool. Yeah, this isn't look cool. But when you see grandma and her new boyfriend outside (laughs) playing (laughs) playing with big paddles and shit, you're kind of like, oh, my God, that (laughs) looks awesome. (laughs) I would say, when I look at pickleball, I just go... By the way, your grandfather think, has died in this scenario, everybody, just so we're clear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that uh, when I see pickleball, I just think I would like to play badminton. Anyway, the popularity of this sport has skyrocketed over the past few years, likely because of coronavirus and the pandemic, uh, you know, spiking the demand for socially distanced outdoor activities. That's what people speculate. Nah. Uh, but besides being easier to learn than tennis, debatable. That's what an article said, but debatable. Because I started reading the rules on, like, the U.S. Pickleball website, and I was like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> anyway, despite supposedly being earlier easier to learn than tennis, pickleball is also slower paced, and there's less ground to cover. Well, judging by that YouTube video you showed me, it's not necessarily slower paced, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, if there's less ground to cover, you got to be more reactive. Yeah. And uh, pickleball, like I said, it's also like a way smaller net. You could fit almost uh, four pickleball courts onto one tennis court. And most picklers play doubles. Um, some research suggests that it may also be safer than tennis for people with heart issues. So it's worth noting. Celebrity- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're dating a cardiologist. Could you have him come on and explain that to us? <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, I will see if I can get him to say that today. You can interject that in the show if you really want. Um, so according to Vanity Fair magazine, celebrities from George Clooney to Reese Witherspoon are eagerly embracing the sport. It's Sorry, also worth- that is not a gamut. Right? <laughs> It's also worth noting that Stephen Colbert is hosting a Funny or Die produced celebrity pickleball match, and it'll be called Pickled and air on CBS at some point. Uh, also, LeBron James invested in Major League Pickleball, which is expanding its number of teams next year. And there will apparently be some sort of halftime show sponsored by Kloss and Pickles. Okay. <laughs> Finally, we got actual pickles involved. <laughs> so literally, how is pickleball played? <laughs> I'm going to say some parts that I understood because there are other parts I don't understand. But I will say, um, you know, the basic gist of it is only the serving team can score, score points. 
Uh, points are scored by legally serving a ball that is not returned by the opponent or by winning, you know, the back and forth rally. Um, and basically players hit the ball back and forth along a 20 foot by 44 foot court. Um, so when you're serving a ball in pickleball, instead of overhanded like you do in tennis, the serve must be made with an underhand stroke so that contact with the ball is made below the waist level. So when you are serving, you cannot swing your hand higher than your belly button. Oh, that explains the whole heart thing then. Oh, is oh, I guess. No, I was I, I was totally I don't lying. Know. I don't it's okay. <laughs> uh, and there is a two bounce rule, which means that the serve and the return um wait. Oh, that when serving and when returning the ball must bounce one time before you strike the ball. So, oh. yeah, it on both sides. So there has to be two bounces that take place. And then you could start to just volley it where you don't let it bounce. But the game needs to start with a bounce on both sides. Why? I don't know. Whatever. Um, and it's worth noting that while a tennis player may try to whack the ball as hard as possible, a skilled pickleballer will use slight movements to control the lighter plastic ball. Because, again, it's a wiffle ball. Um, does this attract you? Why? But if so, wow, I'm getting judgier and judgier by the moment. I'm sorry. I no, You know what I'm fooling No, I like it. These broke-ass single dads had to entertain their kids for a weekend, <laughs> and they just picked some shit out of the garage, and now it's a global phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm full of shit. I'm hating for no reason. I, I'd play pickleball. I wouldn't play pickleball with people who are, like, aggressive, but I'd play yeah. it for fun. It's, it's uh, one of those things where ever, whenever people talk about rules, it's hard to not think of the person who wants to enforce those rules. Yeah. And the person who goes, oh, no, 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 your hand went above your, your waist. <laughs> Yeah, that was the thing. When I was reading the official rules, they were like a yeah, lot. Yeah, everybody, everybody's got to wear cut-off shirts so that we can see those belly buttons. <laughs> yeah, there were like a lot of rules about um about like yeah exactly where your hand goes and your wrist goes, and I was like whatever. So if you want to try it, apparently it's a little bit of a challenge finding a place to play. Um, public pickleball carts are being built more rapidly than before, um, but basically. Uh, construction is not keeping up with demand. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Marissa, you um, just, you just rattle off those dimensions. Everybody, you go out there, get a white can of spray paint. You make your own. <laughs> well, yeah. Basically, the articles are saying if you don't have a court near you, just buy a portable net and make a court by creating your own court lines on your driveway or the street. I you don't even have to buy a net. Just sew a bunch of clothes together. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, and apparently, if you want to locate one near you, you can go to places, then the number two, play.org. So places to play.org, but with the numeral two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am, this is actually a fairly short presentation, but I'm going to end with an excerpt from this article on TheMedium.com by Mitch Dunn about why people enjoy pickleball. And just know that it really upset me. <laughs> So, okay. this last bit will be verbatim from the article. Pickleball, it's by and large a utopian society. Nope, I'm out. Speaking of common ground, pickleball has a unique way of blinding you to the even more stark differences between you and your fellow players. 
gender, race, age, sexual orientation, or just about anything else. It is routine to play with the opposite sex and folks 30 years your senior all in the same game. The sport, particularly in its bedrock principle of, quote, open play, requires us to work together, often with people who we have never met or whose political perspectives we couldn't possibly care less about in the midst of a game. In open play, you show up at the courts and play with whoever else shows up at the courts. Once on the court, we lose all sense of whether someone is left, right, red, or blue. What we care about Oh, I thought he was talking about directions. <laughs> no. What we care about is not who they voted for, but whether they can hit a buttery Let me read it. Whether or not they can hit a buttery third shot drop. I just want to make sure you all know who he said buttery. I fucking hate that. A buttery third shot drop that falls dangerously in the deep corner of the kitchen, forcing the opponent to bend themselves in half. To keep the ball in play. I'm sorry, is part of the court called the kitchen? Yeah, the front part. Why do you know that? And then there's two back squares. Yeah? Those are the kitchen too? Uh, I don't know what those two are called, but I know the kitchen is the front spot, and you can't go in the kitchen. The other ones are the den in the living room? Like, I don't... What the fuck? Yeah. Mm. Okay. One's Uh, a guest bedroom, and one is (laughs) the master bedroom. Um, why I don't like this is besides the fact that he said buttery, um, this guy is saying, like, this applies to, like, anything. This applies to, like, Baseball. people watching sports. This applies to, to uh, like, it applies to anyone playing any sport. It's not like, ooh, pickleball defies all boundaries. Any sport, when you don't talk to the person and say, hey, what are your political beliefs before starting to play, we'll have the same situation. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Anyway. <laughs> yep. Hey, you want to go fishing today, Earl? Depends on who you voted for. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, guys, that's pickleball, in case you didn't know, because it is, like, the biggest new trend. I didn't know what it was. I didn't want to know what it was. Now I know, and it's like, eh, whatever. I can take it or leave it. If you want to tell us how you feel about pickleball, or if you've played pickleball, or if you fucking hate it, Call us at 570-POD-WOD-1. Marissa, what would you name Pickleball if you didn't have a dog named Pickles? Baby Tennis. Baby Tennis. I like it. (laughs) How about you? Uh, I don't know. I'm just enamored with Baby Tennis now. Yep. Just Baby Tennis. Um, Guys... Um, wait, no, not guys. Pete, do you Life have a Life-size pong? ping pong. Life-size ping pong? As opposed to, like, miniature ping pong? I don't know. Yours works better. Uh. Plugs. No, I don't have, I don't have a plug. I came unprepared with a plug. Let me see. Let me see. I mean, I have one that I'll give right now. Guys, um, I am going to plug the first half of the movie Barbarian. <laughs> A movie I wanted to see so fucking bad. And Pete did me the great service of time stamping all the times there was gore that I wouldn't be able to emotionally handle. Uh, I shared that on online and a billion people texted me about my opinions on gore, which is interesting. And everyone just told me how much they don't mind gore. 
And I'm like, you're acting like I'm a weird person. Yeah. Take a mirror to yourself. <laughs> but uh, I will say, it was, I, I'm, what am I saying? I love a horror movie. I don't love horror, but I love a horror movie. And like, I'm pretty critical because I've seen so many. And I really want to be scared. I want to be genuinely scared. Um, this movie genuinely was chilling to me up until the part <laughs> where Justin Long is at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I would say, you know, watch the like, whole thing. It's about like but, 45 minutes, right? Yeah. Feel free to watch the whole thing. But if you really want just a killer experience, stop it after Justin Long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Pete? Did you find anything? If not, you don't need to have. Oh. Hey, you know what? Christmas Oreos are out. Get them. Eat them. Did we? Oh, did you know that there are gluten-free mint Oreos? No. I yeah, knew there were gluten-free out. Oreos. Uh, yeah, I've eaten a lot of gluten-free Oreos. Did you eat all your Halloween Oreos? Of course. Good. Halloween's over. <laughs> <laughs> you were like just binging them. Then I was together. like, I'm gonna take a break from Oreos. And then I went to the store and I'm like, they got Christmas Oreos. Duh, <laughs> they're gonna have New Year's Oreos. Thank you for listening. We already said our phone number, 570-POD-WAD-1. You can call us just for anything, even if you don't, yeah, just anything. But really, we'd like some topics. Also, you can call us at shout at yallheard.me. The, uh, the, but the, one of the caveats I will put on the request for a topic is if you could go back into our archive and check out what we've covered for Christmas, I don't know about you, Marissa, but I am going to be stumped this Christmas season because we've done the podcast for so long. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that yet, but yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, if you could think of something Christmassy, that would be nice. That's it. Uh, oh, you can slide into my DMs in a non-sexual way at Wrist Vandal on Instagram. Okay, to be continued!